Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa. And this is the third episode in a three-episode series on tobacco. In this episode, we're going to review medications that can double quitting success. Again, in this episode, we're going to review the medications that can double the use of tobacco quitting success. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, seeing a psychiatrist, or medical doctor. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am a mental health registered nurse, tobacco treatment specialist, and professional content developer. So let's start talking about medications. There are different kinds of medications available to help people stop the use of tobacco and smoking. Number one, they are all effective. Some require a doctor's prescription and others don't, and people choose them for different reasons. Two are in pill form and the others are in are in forms of nicotine called nicotine replacement. Most medications to help you stop smoking cost less than the cost of a carton of cigarettes. There are seven medications that we're going to be talking about today. Nicotine gum, nicotine patch, nicotine lozenge, nicotine inhaler, nicotine nasal spray, and then Wilbutrin SR and Shantix or Zyban. So let's get started. Which medication should I use is usually everyone's first question. You and your doctor will need to discuss which medications or medications will be the best for you when you try to stop smoking. Let's first talk about the nicotine patch, nicotine gum, and nicotine lozenge. The nicotine patch, nicotine gum, and nicotine lozenge are all over-the-counter medications. So the patch, the gum, and the lozenge are all over-the-counter medications. Over-the-counter medications do not require a doctor's prescription, although it's recommended that you still discuss the decision to use these medications with your doctor. Smokers who are pregnant or have heart disease should consult with their doctor before using nicotine medications. Some of these medications, like the nicotine patch, nicotine gum, in fact, the nicotine lozenge, come to think of it, cost about $35 to $55 for a two-week supply. Nicotine medication is started on the day that you try to stop smoking, also called the quit date. So the patch, the gum, the lozenge, should be started on 
the quit date. Smokers, nicotine users should never use nicotine medications if they plan to continue to smoke or use another tobacco product. The combined dose of nicotine could be dangerous. That's why. So let's jump to the nicotine patch. Nicotine patches provide nicotine to the body through the skin. Nicotine patches give nicotine continuously through the day and are just easy to use. You peel peel it and then stick it on your skin. Usually your upper body, not over your heart, but uh, usually on what we call your deltoid or your upper arm, and you switch it every day. You don't use the same spot two days in a row. So as I said, they can be worn for 24 hours or removed at night uh, when the person goes to sleep. Usually the patch is worn for about, I'd say, 12 weeks, and the nicotine dose is lowered during that 12-week time. So someone may start off at 24 milligrams, then go down to 21 milligrams, then to 14 milligrams, and so forth. So it's a gradual reduction in that nicotine that they're receiving. Several types and different strengths are available, as I just described. Now, nicotine gum. Nicotine gum provides nicotine to the body through the lining of the mouth. It it works best if a piece of gum is chewed about, I'd say, every hour. But more can be used when you have urges or cravings to smoke. Nicotine gum is a medication, and it's not like regular chewing gum. It has, best I could describe, is a peppery taste, and it it has to be chewed slowly, often on for about 20 to 30 minutes. No one should drink coffee, soda, or other beverages for at least 15 minutes before or during use of that gum. Next, we we talk about the nicotine lozenge. The nicotine lozenge, it's really a hard tablet. It comes in different flavors, mint, cherry, uh, and also plain. So, as I said, it's a hard tablet that also provides nicotine to the body through the lining of the mouth. You suck on the lozenge until it dissolves, and you can't bite or chew on it. It's it's like hard candy, but you cannot bite or chew on it because you won't get the, the dose that you should be getting in it. So... The recommended dose for the lozenge week one through week six would be one lozenge every one to two hours. Weeks seven through nine would be one lozenge every 
two to four hours. And then weeks 10 through 12, you're looking at one lozenge every four to eight hours. Now, just like the gum, the, the user of the lozenge should not drink coffee, soda, or other beverages with the lozenge. You just won't get your uh, proper dose. Then there's what we call the nicotine inhaler. The nicotine inhaler, and we also have what's called uh, a nicotine nasal spray, they both require a doctor's prescription. So the nicotine inhaler and nicotine nasal spray both require a doctor's prescription. As with the other nicotine medications, these are also started on the quit date. So the gum, the lozenge, the patch, all start on the quit date. Then the nicotine inhaler and the nicotine nasal spray, which you need a doctor's prescription, should also be started on the quit date. Very important to, to know that. So the nicotine inhaler is a plastic tube with a nicotine cartridge inside. When the user puffs on the inhaler, a nicotine vapor goes into the mouth. It does not need to be inhaled since the nicotine goes only into the mouth and not into the lungs. Breathing or puffing on it too deeply will make you cough more. Holding the nicotine inhaler in your hand and puffing on it can seem like the closest thing to smoking a cigarette, which some smokers find very helpful. Then there's the nicotine nasal spray. The nicotine nasal spray delivers nicotine quickly and is absorbed through the nose. The nasal spray immediately relieves withdrawal symptoms and offers the user a sense of control over nicotine cravings. It is the quickest delivery system of nicotine. Because it is easy to use and can deliver a bigger immediate dose of nicotine, uh, smokers report great satisfaction with it. However, in the beginning, it has the most side effects and can cause sneezing, uh, watery eyes, and coughing, although these usually stop if you keep using it. Then we have Wellbutrin SR. It is a smoking treatment that does not contain any nicotine. It can be used alone or in combination with nicotine medications to improve the, the, the tobacco user's chances of quitting. 
So it is usually a personal choice to use Wellbutrin SR. Some people are unable to take nicotine or prefer to take a pill medication to help them quit smoking or nicotine use, tobacco use. Wellbutrin SR can only be taken with the doctor's prescription. It is usually started two weeks before the quit date. And it is recommended that the user continue taking that Wellbutrin SR for three to six months after they quit smoking. So it's a commitment, and but it is very effective. It is the same medication as Zyban. Uh, well, Butrid SR slash Zyban is also a good treatment for major depression. And this medication should not be taken if the user has a history of seizures, bulimia, which is binge and purge eating. It's a binge and purge eating disorder. Or if they have had uh, head trauma. Need to talk to the doctor, medical doctor or psychiatrist uh, before using uh, any of this medication and and or nicotine replacement uh, medications. Then we go to what's called Shantix. Now, Shantix is a smoking treatment that does not contain nicotine. But some studies have shown it is the most effective effective treatment currently available to help people stop smoking. This is the interesting part about Shantix. Shantix tricks the brain into thinking it is still getting the nicotine, which helps take away nicotine withdrawal. It also blocks the pleasure associated with smoking. Shantix is not used in combination with nicotine medications. Shantix can only be taken with a doctor's prescription, just like Wellbutrin SR, and just like the nasal spray. Okay, just keep that in mind. Those that you don't need a prescription for and those that you need a prescription for. Nonetheless, I'm going to stress again that all of this, whether it needs a physician's prescription or not, you need to sit down with your psychiatrist or your medical doctor and discuss your wanting to either quit or reduce the amount of cigarettes that you smoke. And we'll get to this in a little bit.
So like I said, Shantix also blocks the pleasure associated with smoking. Shantix, as I said, is not used in combination with nicotine medications. And Shantix can only be taken with the doctor's prescription. It's usually started one week before the quit date. It is recommended that you continue taking Shantix for, I'd say, I believe, three to six months after you quit smoking. Shantix should not be taken if you have a serious kidney disease. Some people get nausea when they take Shantix, but this will be less if they take the medication with food. So again, there are seven medications that are available to help you stop smoking. Nicotine gum, nicotine patch, nicotine lozenge, nicotine inhaler, nicotine nasal spray, Wellbutrin SR, and Shantix. So there's, there's quite a bit out there as far as assistance to, to help you stop using tobacco products that contain nicotine. So the important thing I want you to take away from what we just discussed is always talk to your doctor. There, first of all, using these products can affect, just like smoking, uh, medication that you're taking. Uh, most common medication is acetaminophen. Nicotine affects the levels of acetaminophen or Tylenol in your system. There's also other medications, which I don't want to get into because uh, it would be a long laundry list and this podcast would go on for days at a time. But nicotine affects the levels of medic different medications in, in your system, in your blood. So if you are looking to quit smoking, you need to tell your doctor because then your doctor can adjust the med certain medications. If you're going to use nicotine replacement, the doctor also needs to evaluate if any of your medications, the dose needs to be adjusted. Uh, many things uh, affect, uh, I guess, your liver screens out many toxins, which includes things that are found in tobacco products. So if 
you're going to decrease using a certain tobacco product, your liver, uh, it may be accumulating in your liver. So uh, you these are the reasons I'm saying to see your doctor. It's not just as simple as I'm going to quit. And then all of a sudden you find out, hey, this antidepressant I'm taking doesn't seem to be working anymore. Or, you know, the Tylenol just isn't working for me or it seems to work too quickly for me. So keep those things in mind. I hope you found this three-part episode on tobacco helpful, useful, and not only for yourself, but for those that you love who are uh, tobacco slash nicotine users. Until next time, my friends, this is Real Life. This is Lisa, and please stay well.